welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and the holiday season is officially here. Now, some say the holiday season begins with Halloween. Others say it's Thanksgiving. Some say maybe Black Friday. Just depends, but it's here. I'm officially saying the holiday season is here, regardless of when you think it starts. I'm a fan of the fall of the year because you've got college football. You've got the World Series, the fall classic that takes place. You've got the start of hockey season, the start of college basketball. You've got bowl games. You've got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Veterans Day, and then, of course, Christmas and the, the New Year. And so I'll take the fall. I like the weather as well. I like it a little bit on the cooler side, and you kind of get out of the oppressive summer heat. Maybe, depending on where you're at, the leaves change and it gets colorful. But with the holidays, it's an opportunity, especially when we start off, let's say the start with Thanksgiving, okay? Let's just make Thanksgiving the official start of the holiday season. Some might even say Thanksgiving slash the start of Christmas music because some radio stations will start their Christmas music on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Now it's gotten to the point where if you have satellite radio, stations start popping up a lot sooner, but it's the holiday season. So the holiday season is an opportunity when we start with Thanksgiving, a chance to uh, be thankful and grateful. What are you thankful for? What are you grateful for? Is it about the things that you have? Is it about the people in your life, maybe your health. We've all been experiencing a global health crisis. Some of us have gotten sick, survived, others haven't. So what is it that you're thankful for? So what I thought we'd do is on this show, talk about the holiday season, maybe comment a little bit about the specific holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then talk about ways that we can navigate through this holiday season so we can make it the best holiday season ever. I know some people are going to try to go big this year because we missed out on the holidays last year. Maybe some of you were able to participate in a big family dinner at Thanksgiving or some family gatherings at Christmas. Maybe others were locked down. Maybe some of us are experiencing the holidays for the first time without certain family member or certain friends. So it's going to be an up and down roller coaster type holiday season. So how can we maneuver that? Well, let's start off about Thanksgiving. When I think back, you take the politics out of Thanksgiving, you think back about what really happened for that first Thanksgiving dinner. You had some people that left their homeland, traveled across the ocean, ended up in a new land. Nothing here, no convenience store, no grocery store, no shopping mall. They had to start basically with nothing and build a country. So the first Thanksgiving comes out of the fact that they survived their first harvest and they were able to now have food as they settled in for the winter. So their harvest was a success. And so they wanted to have a a feast, a meal of Thanksgiving. Now think about this though. So the pilgrims had an idea of what they wanted. They had a passion. They left their country and they came to a new world. They had a lot of obstacles to overcome, but they stuck to it. And they overcame those obstacles. They didn't give up. They didn't go back home. They stayed. 
and they confronted the just life that was in front of them, really. All the obstacles, all the hurdles, all the things that came their way. I'm sure a lot of death, a lot of frustration. But then at the end, you had harvest, and you have a meal. And so the uh, thing to think about, and then they, then they were, this is the thing to think about. They were able to come together with the Wampanoag Indians, and a guy named Squanto was there as well. Maybe you've heard of him in your history class if you weren't asleep. So it was, again, the whole idea wasn't what they ate. It was the fact that they came together to give thanks. We think about Thanksgiving, and we are concerned with turkey prices. Prices of turkey have gone up. Maybe you can't find a turkey in your area because of supply chain issues. I don't know. You have the cost of all the other foods, maybe the potatoes, maybe the corn. Maybe you've got a cranberry sauce. So whatever you include into your meal, maybe the price has gone up. Maybe you're concerned about that. Maybe you don't think you can afford it. Maybe you don't want to pay the high prices. But yet, for some reason, society has given us this box. And this box is where we have to live in Thanksgiving. And if we don't have that traditional Thanksgiving, that meal, that turkey, then maybe it's not a Thanksgiving. But think about this. What about that first Thanksgiving meal? I would imagine they had birds of some sort, fowl. Maybe they had deer. Maybe some other kind of meat running around. Was it turkey? We don't know. There's some speculation because there really isn't any written word or written evidence record of what they ate, but some might think there have been a lot of maybe sea fish, mussels, lobsters. Maybe what they were able to grow, corn, maybe grapes, other types of fruit, maybe other types of vegetables and herbs that they were able to grow. So the whole idea wasn't about the meal itself. It was about coming together and giving thanks for what they were provided, for what they were given, for the things that they were able to overcome. And I think as we get into that and we get into the holidays this year, we have to think about that. We have to think about that there are things that we have that we should be thankful for, that we can be grateful for, things that we might not have otherwise, and it might not be that box that society puts us in as far as this is what it has to be for Thanksgiving. But maybe it's the fact that we're now able to get together as a family, as friends. Maybe in certain places you weren't able to experience that last year. So this year you get to. Maybe your plans have to change real quick. You have to come up with a plan B, for example, because of an illness of some sort, or maybe people can't travel because the airlines and traveling at the holidays can be really bad, especially around Thanksgiving. So maybe you have to alter some, alter some things. But so instead of focusing on the meal, maybe you're focusing on the people, the memories, the time together. And so maybe that's something to, uh, to think about. And did you ever stop to think that maybe, potentially, being thankful, having gratitude, can like physically change you, make you a better person? Do you want to be happier, healthier, and an all-around better person? There's a way that is free, easy, and totally up to you. It's gratitude. Gratitude is much more than saying thanks. It's a way of seeing the world. 
And with practice, we can train ourselves to feel gratitude more frequently and powerfully. The scientific evidence is clear. Practicing gratitude is good for you and your loved ones. Grateful people get sick less, have healthier hearts, exercise more, get better sleep. Grateful people are more optimistic, overcome adversity better, find greater joy in life. Grateful people are more generous with their time and money, are more forgiving, and build better relationships with loved ones. Just like strengthening muscles, you can build gratitude simply by exercising it. It takes practice to build gratitude. And from gratitude, from being thankful, thankfulness, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, being thankful, being grateful, better things can come in your life, less stress, you're a happier person, your perspective, your mindset on life is different, unique, and that takes practice. That takes effort. That takes a concentrated and focused effort. We can't just, now some people have the mindset and the personality to just be grateful, happy all the time. But especially in the last couple of years, there's been a lot that has really taken a toll on us. And we think that we're missing out on graduations, on weddings, on parties, birthday parties, maybe New Year's celebrations, all these different things that we think we're missing out on. And yes, they're important, but what's the real thing to be thankful for? We have our health. We survived an illness. We've got friends and family. We've got a roof over our head, a studio to do a podcast from. We've got a TV that we can watch if that's what you decide to do, you know, Netflix and chill, whatever it is on a cold night or maybe on a hot night. Air conditioning, heat, maybe just food. There's a lot of things that we take for granted that we shouldn't, that we should be thankful for because there's a lot of people out there that don't have it. There's a lot of people out there that wish they could have what we have. There's a lot of people out there that wanted just one more day, one more meal, one more time with somebody, but they don't have it. They want a roof over their head, but they don't have it. So there's a lot of things that we take for granted that we could be thankful for. I want to play something for you to kind of make you think about the perspective on what we have. Okay, because everything's about mindset. Everything's about perspective. And so let me play this for you. Then we'll come back and talk about it. Sometimes in life, we pass over the simple beauties that surround us and shift our focus to the things that chip away at our spirits. Gratitude is a funny thing. When we take life for granted and fail to show gratitude, our fearful minds let our ego take control. A couple days back, I came across a story about a young woman traveling down the street. She came across a man begging for money on the side of the road. When she looked down, she saw an empty bowl next to him and a cardboard sign that said, Blind, please help. As she looked up around the busy, crowded streets of downtown, 
she noticed that nobody was helping him. So she decided to take action into her own hands. She took a pen out of her pocket, grabbed the cardboard sign, flipped it over, and wrote a message down. The blind man could hear somebody writing something on his cardboard, but he was curious, so he let her continue. She finished writing the message, put the sign back, and threw some change in the bowl, and then walked away. To the blind man's surprise, he heard more change and money filling his bowl. Curious of what the sign said, he pulled a man aside and asked him to read the sign. The man looked down and said, Today is a beautiful day, and I'm so happy you have the privilege to be able to see it. See, gratitude is a funny thing. We spend our lives focused on things that we can't control. We pay attention to the chaotic world around us that is draining our spirit. After reading that story, the next morning I woke up, went to the front window to see the sun coming up over the horizon, and just paused and took it all in. This is an incredible gift we have. This thing called life. Don't continue to let stressful things pull you away from who you truly can become. Life has some incredible messages. And one I'd like to share with you is, it's not happiness that brings us gratitude. It's gratitude that brings us happiness. See, it's gratitude that brings us happiness. We have our eyesight. We can see. We have our, we can hear with our ears. The sounds. The birds chirping. The Christmas music that you don't like played in July. The movies that we watch. People, children, laughing in the playground. People in the malls. Some of us that got COVID might have lost our sense of taste and smell. Some still might be without it. I got mine back. I could smell and taste those pleasures that I enjoy. The food. The other scents out there. A lot of things that we could take for granted. Being able to walk. Being able to be in a community that's safe. A lot of things that we take for granted that we could be thankful for that we're not. But gratitude brings us happiness. When we're thankful for what we got. So that's one thing to keep in mind this holiday season is gratitude, being thankful, saying thank you to somebody because it's important. Not only does it make you feel better and possibly give you a better life, better lifestyle, get your mind in the right place, but imagine it benefiting somebody else. So being grateful on account of somebody else and making their day. Something to think about and make it not so much about the holiday itself and the meal and the traditions, but about the people, the memories, the time. The other thing that's always fun when it comes to the holiday season, especially once you get past Thanksgiving and into that stretch run into Christmas and then the new year, a lot of festivities pop up. You've got, like I said, you've got the music, the Christmas carols, playing in the stores, the mall. The grocery store sometimes now has it. On the radio, you've got the 
movies coming out on television. You've got, what, Hallmark and their Christmas movie, Bonanza. They, do they still do that um, bingo card of movies that you watch and then you mark them off? A lot of people like to spend the holidays, their tradition is to watch movies. A lot of movies that people enjoy on a regular basis, it becomes tradition. It's not the holidays without the movies. And one of those movies is Die Hard. Now, I had this conversation with somebody, you know where it's going. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? There's people that say yes, and there's people that say no. Now, before we delve into it, I would like to remind you of two things. And again, in case you slept through English class or didn't pay attention, there are two things. There's the setting and there's the plot. The setting, for those of you that don't remember, is the place and condition or conditions in which something happens or exists. Okay? The plot, mind you, is the series of events that comprise a story's main action. It is typically made up of a sequence of individual but connected elements that compels the main character or main characters to embark on a journey. So you have the plot, which is the story, and you have the setting, which is the place in which, the environment in which the story occurs. Okay? So with those two definitions, let's keep this in mind. Let's go to IMDb. A couple of plot summaries. Okay? Plot summary number one that was listed on IMDb. A New York police officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Okay. Number two, John McClane, a New York City cop, flies to L.A. to visit his wife at a Christmas party. But when 12 terrorists attack the building at that same night, McCain is the only one, he's the only hope of saving everybody. With nothing but a handgun and his wits, he is forced to take on Hans Gruber and his fellow terrorists. So the plot of the story is basically you've got terrorists that are trying to rob the Nakatomi Corporation in the Nakatomi building of their treasury bonds, their bonds, money. It's about a robbery. Now, all the other stuff that goes on with it is John McClane trying to interrupt that plot to steal. The setting is the Christmas party at the Nakatomi building. So no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie based on the setting and the plot. Now, you can disagree with me, but the setting and the plot's right there. The only thing about Die Hard is it's at a Christmas party. And there's some other setting themes that make it at Christmas time. But the plot itself has nothing to do with Christmas. Okay. The setting is a Christmas party in L.A. at the Nakatomi building. So, let's put it this way. If we were able to take the plot of a movie and put it in another setting, would we have the same movie? Could you still have the same plot? Could, it still, could you still tell that storyline? Well, the answer is yes, because obviously Die Hard, there's about, what, six or seven, eight, nine, ten of them? And they've been in Russia. They've been in New York. 
They've been in Washington, D.C. at an airport. That's the other thing. I've asked people when we had this conversation, okay, what about Die Hard 2? Is Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie? And they say no. Why not? It's at Christmas time. See, it's the narrative. The narrative says that Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's really not. But you can argue it over Christmas dinner. You can watch it. I like it. I don't watch it at Christmas time per se, or I don't reserve it for Christmas time, but I'll watch it. So again, if you can take the plot and put it in a different setting, you have the same movie. What Die Hard you have? So, son, what's a Christmas movie? Well, naturally, Christmas Vacation. Why use that example? Well, if you take the plot out of the setting and you put it into another setting, you get European Vacation, you get Vegas Vacation, you get the original Vacation, okay? You put it in the Christmas and the whole thing is about Christmas. The plot is about Christmas. What about Miracle on 34th Street? Santa Claus on trial. If you took the plot out of that setting and put it someplace else, would it really work? Probably not. So that's why when you argue Die Hard versus any other movie as it being Christmas or not, my argument is that what's the plot? And a lot of people confuse plot and setting. Now I bring it up because it's just fun. It's fun of the ho- it's a fun part of the holiday season, and it's okay to have fun. But if we're taking things this Christmas this holiday season, we got to remember some things, okay? And here's how we're going to survive. We're not going to argue over Die Hard, even though it's a fun argument to go round and round, because we don't want to. We've already done that on Facebook. In fact, you know, I might, I might fire that up again this year on social media. See, put it out there. But a lot of people this year, they want to make up for last year because last year a lot of people missed out. So they want to make up, okay? So they're tempted. Are you tempted to overdo it this year? To go above and beyond, go big or go home? Well, if you are, then there's more potential maybe for things to go wrong, to have more frustration, less joy. So what I would recommend is remember what's important, okay? If you're going through the holidays this year, remember what's important. Again, I've said it before. It's the people. And remember, there might be some people out there that are going through the holidays for the first time without somebody. Maybe, maybe somebody in their family has passed on. Maybe there's been a breakup. Maybe there's been other circumstances that require somebody to be away. Okay, maybe military. And so for the first time, there's a lot of people that are going to be struggling this year. And this other stuff like arguing about Die Hard isn't going to matter. They're not going to care because it's not important to them. So we got to remember what's important. And that's going to vary from you to me to other people. It's not, it's not that box. Again, we're going back to that box. It could, whatever's important to you, it could be a Friendsgiving dinner. And, then on, and maybe that was held last week or last weekend. And then when actual Thanksgiving comes up, you're going to uh, be home alone. And maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you watch Home Alone. Again, I would question whether or not that's a Christmas movie. That's borderline. But what's important to you? And then what's important to the scheme of things? Now, like I said, the Thanksgiving meal or that Christmas meal, that perfect Christmas tree, some of the tangible, some of the things may be important to you, but really, is it really that, that, that important? I remember the first time I moved out of California, went to Iowa, and I was in uh, Estherville, Iowa, and it was the dead of winter, extremely cold, cold, cold winter. And I went looking for a tree. 
I went to the local grocery store, and they had them outside, and so I bought one, and it was like the most pathetic. It was like just a step up from the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. It was like frozen solid. When I was trying to open it up to put ornaments on, branches were breaking off. But the fact was that I didn't care because I had a tree, and it was Christmas time, and that's all that mattered. And so for me, having that big, luscious Douglas fir didn't really matter. It was just the fact that I was able to have a tree and enjoy Christmas. Relax. That's the other thing. A lot of people stress during the holiday season. Why do you stress? Just relax. Enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. Have some fun with it, with the ups and the downs, with the good. Hopefully there's less bad, but you know there might be some. Anticipate that it's not going to go perfect. If you anticipate that it's not, you can strive for excellence, you can raise the standard, bring out that inner greatness in you. But if you have expectations, because there's things this holiday season that are going to be outside of your control, those tangibles, you know, we've talked about supply chain issues. There might not be things on the shelf available for you. There might not be Christmas trees available. Do they come from China? So there might be some expectations that you have, which are good, but also understand that, again, we're in a unique situation this year. Again, it's a little more open, a little bit more free, but now we've got supply chain issues. We have fuel prices skyrocketing, so maybe people decide not to travel and drive and pay six bucks a gallon of gas or whatever it is that you pay in your area. So we have to have those expectations and then realize that there could be some change. So expect the change, expect not reaching it. That doesn't mean you failed because sometimes circumstances are outside of our control. We've talked about that. So relax, don't stress it, enjoy, chill out. You know, the journey to the holidays this year for a lot of people was a tough one. And now they're here, so just enjoy it. Remember, it's about the people. I mean, to me, at least it's about the people. It's about the gathering together. When I think back growing up, I don't know, you know, as... um a family with my cousins, my aunts, uncles, parents, we'd get together, grandma and grandpa, you know, a big family get together. I can tell you a number of great memories, stories about getting together and what we experienced. I really can't tell you the gifts I got. You know, we do the, the gift exchange, you know, you pull a name and then you've got someone's name, you buy them a gift. I can't really remember a lot of the gifts, but I remember the stories, the people, the coming together the singing, the carols, the food at the dinner table. One of the things we would always do is whoever was the youngest one on Christmas Eve would get together on Christmas Eve. The youngest one, when it was time for, we wanted to open gifts. So whether I was like in high school or junior high or high school or college, whatever it was, whoever was the youngest cousin, we'd always get them to go tell the adults that it was time to open Christmas presents. And we'd make them pester the adults until it was time to open Christmas presents, get them to open Christmas presents. Couldn't tell you what the... um, gifts were that night but that was a tradition we'd get them to hey christmas open presents open presents because we didn't want to as the mature responsible older kids but the young ones they didn't know any better so we get them to do it so we had a lot of fun so to me family family time friends friends time whatever it is and family doesn't have to be dna your family could be your friends your family could be people that you work with Again, you don't have to define family in the box. It's whoever you're comfortable being with. It's those people that are there for you through thick and thin. The Clyde to your Bonnie or the Bonnie to your Clyde. 
The other thing, too, is have realistic expectations this year. Because think about it. We've talked about it. Supply chain issues, cost of items skyrocketing. Uh, inflation is going up. So you may not get everything you want. It might not be there. Maybe this year you really don't need that new $20,000 car, $12,000 mink coat. I don't know. Your $1,200 computer or iPhone. Maybe you don't need it this year. Maybe this year you can scale it back and just maybe worry about or focus on giving giving smaller things to other people. And we'll get to some of that in a minute. Be flexible. Again, your plans, they, they might need to change last minute. There might be an illness. There might be travel issues. Maybe in some areas, snow kicks in. You want a white Christmas, but then that impacts travel. So it's okay. Be okay with, with being flexible. You know, Maybe you had plans for opening gifts on Christmas morning. Maybe that's your thing. But for some reason, maybe you have to do it Christmas Eve. Or the other way around. Or maybe on the 26th. Because it's not a matter of when you do it. It's who you're doing it with. Stop and smell the roses. You've heard that saying, right? You know, Soak up the season. Enjoy the music. The lights. The atmosphere of the holidays. I mean, where I do my show from. Around the block. Kind of down the street. There's a residential area. And they all have these big, like, blow-up. Santa Clauses and sleighs and there's a Santa in an airplane, but it's festive. You know, some people might drive by and say it's gaudy. You know, it's like the, the modern version of Christmas vacation. Instead of the lights being on the house, it's the, um, the blow up things that are in the front yard. And it's like six, seven, eight houses. And I saw that and I was like, wow, would I want to do that? That's kind of interesting. Do I like it? Process it. Then I realized, you know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of fun. It's kind of unique, kind of different. You know, a lot of people might have Christmas tree lanes or, or houses that you go see in the neighborhoods that like deck, deck to the nines, their houses with Christmas lights, stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Enjoy it. Make the most of it because it comes and goes real quick. Enjoy the lines. I know this is the, the, the hardest thing about the holidays is dealing with the people. Because everyone's out there, you know, you've seen what jingle all the way. I've never seen it, but you know, you're fighting over a toy. You know, you've got, again, you're putting your emphasis on the gifts, on the things. Don't. Enjoy the lines. They're there. Why stress it? But instead of worrying about the things, enjoy the people. Can't stress that enough. It's the people, the memories, the time together. So you're in line at your store for a couple, maybe 20 extra minutes. Who are you there with? Maybe you're chatting. Maybe that's what you remember for the holidays. I would also advise don't overdrink. Drinking can lead to depression. Maybe like eggnog. I don't like eggnog. I don't drink eggnog. But there might be other things that I partake in. But don't overdo it. Because that can be problematic too. You know, reach out. If you're somebody, okay, so there's a couple people that I've talked to. And they're experiencing the holidays this year for the first time without a loved one. And they're really not sure how it's going to go. And let's say for, you know, Thanksgiving, they've been invited to someone's place for, for dinner. Friends have reached out. They're like, hey, come with us. You know, don't be home alone. And the thought is, well, I don't want to impose. Or maybe no one has reached out, but you don't want to be home alone. Now, you should be able 
to reach out and be like, hey, this is my situation. You mind if I join you? Or if you have friends, you know, share with them. And hopefully they invite you to be a part of their family gathering or their friends giving or their Christmas plans. But you should be able to. You should have friends that you can reach out to and be like, you know what? I want to impose because I don't want to be alone. Because this is the first time I'm going through the holiday season without a loved one, a spouse, a parent, a friend. And so you should be able to reach out. You should be able to say, you know what? I want to impose because I don't want to be alone. There's a story going around where one year a lady sent a text. She thought she was texting her son and said, are you coming for Thanksgiving or what time are you coming for Thanksgiving? The person that received it uh, asked for a picture, I think the story goes. So the person that sent the picture, the mom, sent a picture or something like that, however it goes. Anyways, as it was, she was texting the wrong person. But the, the kid on the, other set, on, the, on the other side said, I'm not so-and-so, but I'll take a plate. And it started like a six, seven-year tradition now. So this kid has been getting together with a stranger that sent a text to the wrong person. And he just said, I'll take a plate. And it's become a six-year, seven-year thing. Now, this year, the lady that sent the text, her husband passed away due to COVID. And the guy who received the text is dating somebody. So they're coming as a couple to be with the person, the mom that sent the text. And you have this family dynamic that wouldn't have been there. And this is something that was set up like six, seven years ago. A missed text or a missed sent text to a stranger who replies, yeah, I'll take a plate, wrong person, but I'll take a plate. And then the mom realizing this is an opportunity to reach out to somebody, invites them, a stranger, maybe they met before Thanksgiving, but invites them. And now you've got this lifelong connection. Sometimes that's the miracle of the holidays. Now there's no word if the son ever showed up. I'm sure he did. But be available too. You know, you're reaching out, but also be available. If someone's reaching out to you like this lady did, be available. If someone reaches out to you with a phone call or a text, be there. It goes along with being flexible. We talked about being flexible. You might need to change your plans at the last minute because of X, Y, Z. Maybe get this text that says, hey, this is what I need. And you're, maybe it's not quite feasible. Maybe someone wants to get together, but you're going away. You're going to visit family out of town. Maybe there's a way you can help them connect with other people. Or maybe you can tell them, you know what, I can't that particular day, but let's do something together another time and have our own, create our own tradition. You know, you have to weigh the issue for yourself, but you don't have to just sit there and be like a quick no and end it. Be open, be available, be flexible. The other thing that a lot of people get in trouble with that causes a lot of stress at the holidays is the budget, finances. Don't overspend. You know, it's, it's the thought behind the gift that matters, okay? People go out of their way to try to get these gaudy, expensive gifts, and then the bills come, or maybe they spent their money on the gifts and then other bills come. You know, don't overspend. Whatever you're giving them is probably gonna be obsolete in a few months if it's techie, or it might be something that gets old and is unwanted in a few months. Instead, maybe what you do is take that money that you spend on all those gifts and get together and go on a trip. Maybe road trip it. Well, gas prices are high, so maybe not road tripping it, but maybe you're going someplace else. Maybe you're going to go and 
Maybe there's a beach resort somewhere. Or maybe there is, if you're in the cold weather, you know, maybe there's a place with an indoor pool. And so you get a room or two and you enjoy the pool. I don't know. You got to be creative. Which brings me to being creative. Don't live your holidays in that box. Like, I got to get everybody these expensive gifts. Because that's not what the holidays are about. That's not what Christmas is about. Don't live in that box that says, I have to present this big meal. And I have to break the budget for Thanksgiving meal. You don't have to. Think outside the box to be creative. You know, in the past, I've done Christmas Eve at the beach. And those are some of the greatest memories. Recent Christmas Eves at the beach, Santa Monica Pier. Being at the Santa Monica Pier, riding those rides when we were able to do it a couple years ago. That was a lot of fun. A lot of good memories in that. So maybe it's okay to be different. Maybe it's okay to start new traditions. What about that? Maybe it's okay to create new ways to celebrate the holidays. You know, for me, well, last year there was no Rose Parade because of COVID, but prior to that, New Year's Eve, I'd spent the last, you know, eight years or so going to bed about 9, 9.30, watch the ball drop in New York, and then pretty much go to bed, be up by 3 a.m. so that I can get to the Rose Parade route, get the broadcast all put together, then do the broadcast, leave, about one or two in the afternoon after the parade was over, traffic cleared out. And then go home and hopefully get home in time to catch the Rose Bowl game, but then probably crash while watching the game on the couch. And then 2020 came and I don't know what to do with myself, but then there was nothing else to do because everything was in lockdown. And so now this year, I'm not doing the Rose Parade. I'm thankful for that. I'm going to start something new. I don't know what yet, but a new tradition. I'll probably stay up till midnight. Won't watch the parade at all. Seen it enough? Don't care. Maybe you like it. That's good for you. But for me, I'm done with it. I'm going to start a new tradition. The other thing that's really important to keep in mind, too, is it's okay to say no. You can say no to toxic people. You can say no to overscheduling your holidays so you're too exhausted to enjoy them, running from place to place, from party to party, from people to people. It's okay to say no. It's okay to say no to overspending. But just watch what you're saying no to and make sure that what you're saying no to is, I don't want to say appropriate, but is strategic. Maybe that's the word. Because you might say no to somebody when they really need you. But if you're going to parties on Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Well, say no to one because you can. You should be able to. Say no to the toxic people. If you have family and you really don't want to be around them, who says you have to be? Don't live in the box. Live outside the box. Create new traditions. Be, be flexible. And most importantly, you need to have fun. We've all learned over the past year and a half, if we haven't already done so, we've learned that tomorrow is not promised. There's no guarantee that we're going to wake up in the morning. Enjoy it. Have fun. Whatever it is that's fun, just enjoy it and don't stress it. You know, a lot of times it's who you're with and not what you do that matters, right? Remember when you were dating or maybe you still date or maybe you're together with somebody for a long time? whatever the case may be, and someone asks you, hey, what are you interested in? Well, here's what I'm interested in. These are the things I like to do. 
go to the concert, go to the beach, go to sporting events, maybe go to the movies, maybe comedy, and maybe paint, maybe listen to music, go to dinner, conversation. But then in the end, it's really, who are you with? Because you could be in a park bench having the time of your life and be at some rock concert and be like, oh my goodness, I can't wait for tonight to end. That's who you're with. So have fun and be with the people that you want to be with. Because after all, that's what the memories are going to be about. That's what the holidays are going to be about. And then, of course, there's other things like giving, helping others, giving your time to charity, those type of things. Um, But yeah, have fun. Be creative. Don't live in the box. Do holidays the way you want to do them. Do Christmas the way you want to do it. It's okay. Maybe some holiday traditions. I don't know. If you're looking for some new things. Okay. Now, we've talked recently about uh, ending racism. Okay. What can we do to end racism? And I think one of the things I mentioned was maybe get together for like a potluck dinner and everybody brings their like food from their ethnicity and we can share it. Okay. Well, this might be an opportunity to do that. Holiday tradition. Let's talk about holiday traditions. Okay. So everything is email. Everything is online. Do you still write family letters, those personal letters to people, postcards? Or do you send everything via email? Maybe this time you can send postcards. Maybe you can send family letters. Give it that personal touch. Get back to that. I know sometimes you already know everything or you think everybody already knows everything because everything's on social media, right? But it's that personal touch of receiving something in the mail on the other side that makes it different, makes it unique, makes it fun. Go to the mailbox. Hey, there's not a bill. Hey, there's not advertising. Hey, there's not something trying to solicit me to do some credit card for a 100% you know, interest rate or whatever it is. Hey, I've got an actual letter in the mail. So Christmas caroling, I don't know if any of you do Christmas caroling. I've done Christmas caroling a couple times. I really don't sing. I just kind of go along and, you know, whisper watermelon as we sing. But um, so maybe Christmas caroling because of COVID and stuff isn't the thing to do. But maybe Zoom Christmas caroling. Maybe send out some invites to some people and say, hey, we just want to jump on Zoom with you for five minutes and sing a song to you. Be creative. Be fun. You can dress up and do it via Zoom. Just an idea, a new tradition, or maybe there's something else that you do through Zoom, you know, visual, FaceTime, whatever it is, you know, make it personal because you're trying to connect with people because it's all about people. Got to be creative, got to have some fun with it, you know, maybe you uh, get together with people and you post your holiday theme party uh, pictures or just holiday theme pictures. Maybe dress up in fall colors and take some pictures because what you're doing is not only are you sharing those with others, but in doing so, you're creating community with people. Maybe the neighborhood comes out with one. You know, there's, there's different communities. You know, there's like um, the Walnut Creek community or maybe there's the um, whatever name community. And so maybe you come together as a community or maybe just the neighborhood or maybe the street. Remember you said block parties? I don't know if people have block parties anymore, but there used to be block parties. So maybe you have the Lake Street block party or instead of the block party, you have the Lake Street picture. You send it out. Maybe you incorporate that holiday tradition from different cultures. You know, people go trick-or-treating, right? Dress up in costume, knock on people's door, get candy. Well, what if you created a trick-or-treat type thing where you go from door to door or house to house and you have traditional like if you live in a diverse cultural community maybe on that street you have people prepare different foods and you can go and sample them and then maybe dress up in your cultural attire 
And then maybe you could share a story or two or maybe have music playing from your culture, ways you celebrate the holidays, whatever holiday it might be. And maybe that's a way to kind of break down those barriers, using Christmas, using the holidays. You know, there's other holidays being celebrated at this time of year. You know, maybe it's a Jewish holiday. Maybe it's a, a black culture African holiday. You know, you can celebrate those. Learn about them. Find out what makes those different from your celebrations and your holidays that you're going to be participating in. So incorporate some of those traditions, but get the different cultures involved. That's another way we can also incorporate breaking down racism. Maybe you host a holiday party where people bring the different foods and wear their traditional clothes. Maybe you're comfortable enough with that. Okay. Or maybe you have like just you set things up in the neighborhood. You know, a lot of people will put, like I mentioned earlier, they, they blow up the Santa Claus in the airplane or in the, the Frosty the Snowman and they put them in their yard and light them up and you've got these big blow-up dolls basically in people's front yards. Maybe you do something like that, but trying to incorporate the neighborhood and then you have a kind of like a walk the neighborhood. Maybe you put it on the driveway. Maybe you put it inside. Maybe you have a scavenger hunt, a Christmas-style scavenger. It doesn't be anything big. All you're doing is creating connections with people. You know, you can have uh, the neighbors get together and maybe each household goes on a scavenger hunt. Or maybe if you're comfortable enough and you know people, one member from each house is on a team and you go around. And you're not really looking to win something. It's just spending that time together in community. Okay? Keep it simple. You can come up with a lot of ideas, a lot of fun things. You're creative. You're fun. It's the simplest of things. Whoever thought like bobbing for apples during the harvest festivals or Halloween parties, which is one of the most disgusting things around. But it's a lot of fun, too, if you've ever tried it. I know a lot of people don't do it anymore. Well, obviously, with COVID, you probably haven't. But there's a lot of fun things out there that you can do. Maybe you build a gingerbread house. I've never done that. really don't have an interest to it. But maybe I would try it. Something different. You never know. Be creative. Start new traditions. Do something fun. Make it about the people because those are the things that you're going to remember years from now and not the little trinket that you got. The trinkets are nice. But look at, okay, if I was to give you something, okay, I'm sure you'd appreciate it. Or let's say I am going to give something, okay, like Samaritan's Purse, for example. You get a shoebox. You fill it up with toys, Stuff as many toys in there. It's got to be small little things in a shoebox. And then they send it to another country. It's great. Or maybe you do it at your local soup kitchen. You go and you help serve food. Okay? It's great. But there's a difference between you giving something and you investing your time. Maybe it's going down to the retirement center, if you're allowed to, spending a few moments with people that are in the home. Maybe it's going down to the veterans center. And spending time with them. Maybe it's going and finding somebody that doesn't have anybody. And spending a few moments with them. Spending some time. Investing your time. Because like I said before, you could take a Jeff Bezos. You can take an Elon Musk. You can take a Bill Gates. And they can outgive me a million times over. A gazillion times over. I can't match that. But an hour of Elon Musk. An hour of Jeff Bezos, an hour of anybody's time and an hour of my time is the same if we're investing it in somebody else. So maybe that's what you can do. Maybe you can invest your time into other people. Give them some holiday cheer. The simplest of things, a cup of hot chocolate. Maybe you bring them a 
pumpkin spice latte or the candy cane flavored drink of the, of the month for December. Whatever it is, you can be creative. Make it uniquely you. Put your thumbprint on that. Experience that activity. Because that's what they will remember you for. And then it goes back to gratitude that we talked about earlier. You'll start to feel happier. Your life might start to change because your mind is focusing on some positive things. Some good things, not the negative. Like, oh, I'm overspending. Oh, the food wasn't right. Oh, this is happening. Oh, this guy's coming. You're not focusing on that. You're focusing on, oh, wow, that was so much fun hanging out with this person. Oh, how excited am I to fill a shoebox with little toys because somebody in another country that doesn't have anything is going to be excited to open this up. I get to go down and make gingerbread at the retirement center and give some people, some older people who might be there all by themselves, a few moments of laughter, of smiles. Something to think about. The other thing that cheers people up too is music, right? We all love music, holiday songs. I'm always surprised. I mean, I get it. I understand it. But I'm always surprised that, you know, people don't like Christmas music in July, the whole Christmas in July. I never really understood why they hate it so much. I mean, I understand it might be a little out of the ordinary, maybe unique, maybe not quite fitting, but it's the music. I mean, the music, the lyrics, it's always good to be reminded of that holiday cheer throughout the year because we forget about it. We forget about the holiday cheer throughout the year and only comes down to a couple of months in the fall at the end of the year when all of a sudden now we're trying to think about all of our resolutions for the new year. So we kind of hustle through the holidays like, oh, man, that went so quick. Why did it go so quick? It went so quick because you didn't stop to smell the roses. You didn't relax. You didn't enjoy the ride. You didn't just sit back and marvel at what the holidays are really about. Instead, you hustled your way through it. Next thing you know, it's over. And then you say, okay, you know what? Next year, next year, next year. How many next years have you told yourself, next year I'm going to do this, next year I'm going to do that? But yet, here it comes. There it goes. Next year, the cycle continues. Stop. Enjoy. Have fun. Now, some holiday songs that I like to listen to, and I'll listen to, I'll listen to Christmas songs throughout the year. I have a Christmas list on my Spotify, and I'll fire it up when I'm driving. I don't care. I enjoy the songs. I enjoy the music. You know, the message is there, too. But here's a couple songs that I personally enjoy and that I need to listen to during the Christmas time. Otherwise, it's not Christmas, if you know what I mean. The first one is Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid. came out in 1984. Now, I liked the song when it first came out, and eventually that song led to Live Aid. It was a genesis for Live Aid. Live Aid was Queen, where they had their big comeback with Freddie Mercury, who just uh, recently, I guess it's about the holiday time of year that Freddie Mercury passed away. Uh, Another great guy to remember as far as his talents, his abilities, his passion, making it happen, letting himself be great. But the point of the song, or the part of the song when I found this out, this bit of information, this really made me like the song a whole lot more. There's a line in there, that says, uh, tonight, thanks, th- uh, tonight, thank God it's them instead of me. And it's the part that Bono sings from U2. And he didn't want to sing it. When Bob Geldof told him that that was going to be one of the lines that he sings in the song, Bono didn't want it. He thought it would be offensive. Like, what? Thank God it's them? That's not the right thing to say. But then Bob Geldof explained that that's the point. That's the point of the song that's going to hammer home and hit everybody. Yeah, aren't we thankful it's them and not us struggling? Are we thankful it's them with the problem and not us? So that song makes me pause to think that, you know what? 
Yeah, I need to be a part of the solution. I need to be someone that's out there trying to affect the change. So it kind of reinforces to me what it is that I should be doing. It's looking in the mirror and realizing that this is what I want to see. And the person I'm looking at in the mirror, me, should be the one out there doing it. And so to me, that took on extra meaning. So, yeah, some people dismiss the song, say they don't like it, too campy. But it affected change because it led to eventually living. And then that raised a bunch of money, helped some people out. So that's one song. And then um, I don't listen to the song, but I think it's kind of fun because it's the diehard. This is the diehard of Christmas songs. Are you ready? Baby, it's cold outside. People sit there and say it's a great Christmas song. It has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just cold outside, and the guy's trying to convince the, the lady to stay and have another drink, which, of course, then became banned because it was sexist and chauvinist and all that bad stuff. But Baby, it's cold outside. That is the diehard of Christmas songs because it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, everyone says it's a Christmas song. Um, but that's just me. The other song that I like to listen to throughout the year, not just at Christmas time, but I, I find the humor in it, and maybe it's not so humorous, but I find the irony to be humorous, and that's Twisted Sister when they sing, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Now, Dee Snyder, the lead singer, the dude with the big hair and looks like the freaky monster with all the makeup on and stuff. Well, at one time, if he isn't now, at one time he professed to be an atheist, which means doesn't believe in God. And that is the irony that he's singing a song about something he doesn't even believe in. The only thing I can equate it to is if I was a singer, I don't believe in E.T., aliens, extraterrestrials out there, the little green men, I don't believe in that. But I would be singing a song about green men, about aliens coming and saving us or something. It's just the irony of it. And then I do like the riff where they're playing, Oh, Come All You Faithful, which is basically to the tune of we're not going to take it, but the guitar riff is playing and then it busts right into we're not going to take it, that guitar riff. I think that's just like really cool. Uh, the couple other songs that I truly enjoy at Christmas time, one that I picked up a couple years ago was uh, Jennifer Nettles and the uh, little drummer boy duet she did with uh, Menzel. Was it Edina Menzel, the wicked lady? Um, I enjoy that. I liked uh, listening to Bruce Springsteen and his uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. That's always kind of fun, you know, song to uh, listen to. Um, so I've got my Spotify playlist, and I'll play the songs, and I'll be, uh, you know, driving, listening to the tunes, or, you know, maybe just around the house and listening to the songs. But, you know, the holiday songs can make us feel good, whether it's the movies, including Die Hard, whether it's the songs, including Baby It's Cold Outside, you know. It's, it's the idea, this Christmas spirit, as they call it. And if you're religious, if you're a religious and you're, like, a Christian, and it's about Jesus being born on this earth, okay, then that might add more meaning to you if you're a religious person. If you are Santa and you believe in Santa and that's your thing, then maybe that's the focus that you're looking at. Whatever it is, it's that Christmas spirit out there. For some reason, it's like only comes once a year, and it should be the spirit all year round, the spirit of giving, the spirit of being thankful, the spirit of kindness, the spirit of helping others, the spirit of coming together as a family. How often do we get together just at the holidays with family? The rest of the year goes by and we don't even talk. Maybe that should change. Maybe we should bring it back to family first, 
people first, relationships first. Foster those relationships so that it doesn't become just once or twice a year at the holidays. But again, don't stress. Enjoy it. Have fun. Don't overdo it. Whatever your expectations are, prepare that you might not get there for reasons outside of your control because it's a wacky year again. But have fun. It's the holidays. Do you. Don't live in that box that society tells you this is how you have to celebrate the holidays. No. Do it however you want to do it. Because after all, you're the one that's going to live it and you're the one that's going to have the memories. But make the most of it. But again, it starts with our mind. It starts with our heart. and starts with our spirit. What's on our heart will come out. Our mindset, are we going to focus on the fun and the positive or the stress and the negative? Are we going to learn to say no so that we can manage the stress, manage our mindset? Because it's all about the relationships we have with people. Maybe you're going to meet somebody new. Maybe you send a text to a wrong person. They reply, hey, I'm not him, but I'll take a plate. Six, seven years later, boom, new family, new members of the family. Okay? There's a lot of things that we can do. Be open to it. Have an open and willingness in you to be able to take and seize those moments that are given to you. Those Christmas miracles, as they call them, Well, maybe they're not just Christmas miracles, but if we're open to it all year round, maybe these are little miracles that pop up, uh, that little miracle. If we're open to it is what I'm trying to say. If we're open to these Christmas miracles at the holiday time, if we're open to them all year round, maybe these miracles become all year round miracles, not just at the holidays. Something to think about. This is Two Steps Ed Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. You can find us on Instagram. My personal page is Edem Rocks, E-I-D-E-M-R-O-C-K-S. The show page is T-W-O, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Uh, the best place to find us is on RadioWarp.com. That's Radio, W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can uh, watch all the episodes or you can click over and listen to the episodes. Uh, it takes you to a link to our YouTube page where you can sub, sub, uh, subscribe. You can go to our SoundCloud account. You can subscribe there. So you have the audio and the visual. Uh, you can take us with you on the go. If you need the uh, Radio Warp app, you can go to your app store and just type in Radio Warp app and then download it. And you can take us with you on the go. We're live every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on RadioWarp.com doing the live version of Two Steps Ahead podcast. And then it plays throughout the week as well. Um, also on demand. If you're a podcast listener, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is, Alexa, Surrey, um, just mention TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, and we pop up, or you can search it, and we're there. Enjoy the holidays. Have fun. We'll be doing podcasts throughout the holidays, so we're not going anywhere, but just wanted to start the holiday season with this type of podcast to let you know that, you know what? Don't stress it. Have fun. It's about the people. You do you and enjoy. Because after all, that's what it's all about. It's about the spirit of it and not the little tangible things. So have fun. Be uniquely you. Enjoy it. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Two Steps Ahead Podcast. I'm Son Edom. Take your passion. Make it happen. Let yourself be great. Thanks for listening. Do tell a friend. And we'll see you next time.